All right, let's see. My sure way of doing a great intro, close my eyes, clench my butt cheeks. And showtime. And just let it roll. Welcome to the Gaming Blues Podcast, the, week, the weekly podcast. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had it there. I had it there. Honestly, though, you have played the game for a long time. Don't you have anything else to do with your time? Gaming Blues Podcast. I almost had it. Yeah. <laughs> All that pizzazz <laughs> just for you to roll on. All right, last take. I'll take it slow. Or if I fuck up, then you, you get to do it again. Yay. Which is great for you. <laughs> hmm. I'll try like you. It seems to, since you always love my sarcasm so much. <clears throat> Welcome to the Gaming Blues Podcast, the weekly podcast where the dynamic duo discuss video games and entertainment. My name is Andy, with my co-host, Darren. That's How are you doing today, Darren? me. I'm doing A-OK. We're going to talk about oh some god. radical, wacky movie. Oh my god, that took way too much energy. I'm tired now. <laughs> <laughs> I love your sarcastic voice, though. It almost sounds Dude, genuine. Everyone seems to love my sarcasm. I I know, but... It almost sounds genuine. almost... Uh, too dis disingenuine to be genuine. <laughs> it, it shows interest. You're like, oh man, like this is great. Welcome to the Gaming Blues Podcast. We're going to talk about Detective Pikachu, the latest and first, to my knowledge, live action Pokemon movie. You are correct, sir. This is the very first live action one where we had a bunch of CG ones. I think. Uh, weren't they all just? You know what? Scratch. No, that. they're all animated ones. Yeah, they're all animated. Although there was the Japanese Detective Pikachu one for sure. What they did their own? Yeah, it was like a. I think it was like a tie-in to the game. Oh, I believe. okay. Like not a, theor- a theoretical release, but like oh, okay. might might have been because I know they're doing that was the a, one. Oh, yeah. They're doing a CG remake of the original Pokemon, the first movie. Mewtwo Strikes Back. No, that's a sequel. What's the first one? Pokemon well, the, the first the second... movie is the first one. Isn't it dubbed Mewtwo Strikes Back? No, it's called Pokemon the first movie. I'm adding this out. Fuck they you. were very confident. <laughs> no, the straight-to-DVD sequel is Mewtwo Strikes Back. Huh. And that has like a showdown with Giovanni and Mewtwo, and it's super not memorable. I did not watch that. I think I read the picture book. I I think up until what like Pokemon movie four they were getting released in theaters. Do you even remember what's beyond three? I think that's the that's I the one with Latios Latias. The fourth one. I think that's the fourth one. It's like in some Venice esque city. I remember I rented it. I think it. you're correct I, because it went from Mewtwo then to the three legendary birds and Lugia. Which was the greatest movie of all time? No, Pokemon. No, fight me. No, Pokemon. Me. Pokemon, the third movie with Entei and the Unknown, is legitimately the best Pokemon movie, and it's super. It's actually, it actually holds up. Wasn't that the one where they like kidnap a girl and Entei was like? I'm gonna, I'm gonna backpedal this for you. This is where Ent, where there's like a girl's dad, who's like an archaeologist. He discovers the unknown. They basically put him in like Pandora's box. <laughs> And then the box gets, like, delivered to his daughter. And the daughter basically, through the unknown, like, starts recreating, like, parts of the world. And she slowly mm-hmm. is, like, going insane from, like, the loss of her dad and mother. And she basically, Entei is, like, a figment of her, like, imagination come real. That's It's like Aslan. Except he, like, does stuff for her. And he, and she's like, I want my mom again. So he goes and kidnaps Ash's mom, who's nearby and who is supposed to visit him because they're like old friends because movie tie-in and that starts okay the whole then battle. if that's the third one then the Larios one isn't the fourth because I remember there being a Celebi movie <gasps> that's right there was a Celebi movie that came out on uh, uh in theaters I remember that because yeah. it had uh Professor Oak with his old school Pokeball where he turns the knob on the top ah that movie wasn't great either. okay then <laughs> and after that I lost count because they released way too there's many there's like close to 20 there's a there's almost two dozen at this point they're still coming out with new ones now yeah there's some pokemon that they've only really existed in movie form so that's just how it is like cal caldeos i i know nothing about that pokemon and, Sh- 
and shaman oh exactly <laughs> that's why you don't know anything because it only exists in movies yeah all the legendaries like um <clears throat> hoopa for instance that's like a all i think only like a movie tie-in yeah because i don't watch the actual i think seasons. in the actual pokemon games we're at the point where almost 50 percent of the legendaries are like movie they're events they're event pokemon that you can only get through uh like 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 through the eShop now, I guess through like downloading to the Nintendo network and getting it. Mm-hmm. So they have like I know nothing about. But them. that being said, so the first live action one based off the incredibly popular spin off game Detective Pikachu, we have Detective Pikachu. Is that on? Is that stateside or in North America? I believe it is. It's a 3DS game, and I know. No one who's played it, and I literally know that Pikachu talks to you and you solve mysteries. So I have no idea how much it actually relates to its adaptation. Don't you think it didn't release because you don't you haven't heard anybody actually talk about I'm it? I'm pretty sure it did. I will bet you a burger that it hasn't made Sayside. Don't you say that. Burgers. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. It did come out. Fuck. It came out. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it's actually out. Oh my god, you can get it EB Games right uh, now. Gluten free burger. What? I have never seen this. I'm looking at the. Uh, he's wearing like a Sherlock Holmes outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole gimmick. <laughs> and I've I've never seen this case. It came out last year, March twenty third, two thousand eighteen. Really? I kind of want to like track down this game now. Does it have good reviews? It's got a 71 on Metacritic. I guess it's good enough for a spin. I see a Charizard with red eyes in one of the screenshots, so maybe that's uh, that's related. So, Detective Pikachu, I literally just came back from the screening. Uh, Darren saw it on opening night without me. I'm kind of pissed about that. And I got my Magikarp and Detective Pikachu promo cards in my promo movie pack. And I didn't get anything because apparently they stopped giving out promo packs. That's weird because they had they had boxes of them. Maybe it's maybe it's a different like theater kind of thing. Maybe supply and demand. Because I went to my second screening of Endgame uh, like a week after the opening night, because I missed my chance of getting those like limited cups. Oh, those cups and are going to have be, those limited. Those cups. are going to be in stock till like the end of the month for sure. They didn't ha- they didn't have it. Oh, at the theater I went to, I was like so mad. Oh well, shit. Other people wanted anyway. the cups more. But Detective Pikachu, which is the first ever live-action Pokemon film starring in Sound City? Is that what it's called? Rhyme City. Rhyme City. Rhyme I was City. close. I was close. No. But go on. But uh, it follows the adventures of a young man, an insurance salesman, I believe is what he is is as his position in life that's his yes. job insurance his name's salesman. tim mm-hmm. which is the same name as the character from the game according to wikipedia just so we're on the same page essentially so the movie is the adaptation of the uh it game. is although they look different mm-hmm. and i'm not sure if the events are closely followed but whatever in the in the movie it follows tim who goes to rhyme city after he hears that his father has supposedly died. He was on a big case because his dad is a Rhyme City police detective. They work closely with their Pokemon. The movie makes a big deal that you do not battle Pokemon in Rhyme City. You're meant to live side by side because this uh, philanthropist, this big business tycoon, has he basically designed and built Rhyme City... So that people and Pokemon can learn from each other and not and be like equals, or mm-hmm. at least that's my understanding of the ideology. But they're still a giant corporation. So Tim basically d- discovers that uh, his dad died in some sort of car crash. It seems pretty conclusive. They have video footage of the car blowing up. The head detective, played by one, my his name is escaping me. Ken Watanabe. Yes, Ken Watanabe with his. Snubble. That's right. His partner Snubble. They. He informs Tim that hey, your dad's dead. Sorry about that. You know, your dad liked you, and he's like, no. And Tim's like super bitter. He's like an ex Pokemon trainer, who ha- he was never there for me. Who hates his dad because his dad 
did police work? Yes, because they, the Tim actually didn't live in Rhyme City, only his dad did for work. But I was, I was always confused by this, because essentially in his backstory, over the course of the movie, they explain that Tim is uh, estranged to his father because he lived with his mom. His mom... Grandma. I'm trying to go back even further because his mom died. She died of a sickness and his dad mm. basically uh, to like not fall into grief basically pushed himself into his work. Mm-hmm. And he wanted Tim to live with him in Rhyme City but Tim was like, no, I'm going to live with grandma. Screw you, dad. For like, I, I, I don't know. Daddy issues. Yeah, it, It's like the most... Parents were never there for him. M- maybe, I don't know. He was like, eight years old i don't know i always thought that was really weird about how he was like such a so against his dad over Mm -hmm. like nothing and apparently at some point he was a pokemon trainer and then he gave it all up to be a normal person if i got that all that right so far correct from what i can remember from an hour ago so as the trailer suggests Essentially, this film follows Tim trying to discover what happened to his dad because in his dad's apartment where he's clearing it out, he runs into a talking Pikachu that he can understand, but no one else can. Cue shenanigans. And from that point, we discover the secret behind a little, um, the R vial, which contains a purple smoke, which Tim discovers when he was digging through his dad's old, uh, dad's old stuff. Which makes Pokemon go crazy when inhaled. But Andy, Rhyme City and Pokemon don't fight. That's absolutely bananas. Who's distributing these drugs? It's not Team Rocket. Spoiler alert, it's not Team Rocket. That pissed me the hell off. No, this is Rhyme City. The R R is just a coincidence. That pissed me the hell off. They had such a good chance to tie it into Team Rocket like criminal. Especially because it's a criminal organization. And you have police. Oh, that's such a lost opportunity. No, it's just called R. It's it's a throwback. Essentially, though, I think we should stop the synopsis here and we should go into our overall thoughts on the movie because it is a short film. It is definitely a film for children with a lot of references for, you know, you, those 90 kids who grew up with Pokemon and in the middle of Poke Fever. I have a argument for... That this is not really a kids' movie. What's that? In a way, but I'll, I'll get into my portion of the section. But do finish your thought. <laughs> uh, I also was going to ask: Do we have a spoiler warning? Are we getting to spoilers now? Or are we saving that for later? I don't know if people care, but it's good to. Good I don't to... think people will care. Sure. All I mean, right. I will title this as the Pokemon movie spoiler cast sure all right you heard it here there's gonna be spoilers if you haven't seen this movie run go see it come back later or read it online then come back anyway eh, maybe just wait it out it's not the end of the world like end game if you get spoiled or not yeah i mean there's no there's no smash brothers cinematic universe quite yet we're getting there all right let's let's dive in all right so overall 20, thoughts 22 minutes <laughs> i think the best way i can describe this movie is that it is a fantastic visual representation of what has always been a highly anime and uh 2d animated series with a heavy heavy japanese aesthetic i think it's a really cool adaptation to see a realistic version of a lot of everyone's favorite pokemon's and it's it's our Pokemon. Sorry, it's not plural. Gotta gotta catch myself there. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I really no Pokemans no here. No Pokemans here. But overall, I really enjoy the visual aesthetics of everything. I think like the camera works pretty good. The actual Rhyme City itself looks pretty cool, especially at night when it's more of like a neon type looking city, which helps for that detective tone. Um, Ryan Reynolds is great. He's he's not Danny DeVito, sadly, but I think Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. single-handedly carries this movie on his back, and that's because all the other actors phoned it in to the highest degree possible. What do you think? I have a question. I have a question about the casting. Sure. Because you touched up on it. I know a lot of people when the movie was first announced and they literally wanted Danny DeVito, Levito, DeVito, anyway, DeVito. Do you think the well? It's a meme. How do I say it's a hundred percent a meme. 
it's a meme, but I I do see where people come from. Do you think Danny DeVito would have made a better Detective Pikachu than Ryan Ryan Reynolds if he was cast? Probably not. I think Ryan Reynolds is a lot more charismatic than Danny DeVito. I love Danny DeVito. I love him in Always Sunny, but he doesn't know anything about Pokemon. When people are like yelling at him Twitter about it, he had no idea what people were on about. Um, he's funny. I think it would have been really funny just to hear him talk as Pikachu because that contrast would be crazy. But I think Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. is definitely a more suitable person and it makes a lot more sense for a children's movie. And I think the only reason it ever really got brought up is because the Japanese uh, VO for Detective Pikachu has like a super, super deep voice. Mm-hmm. Wait, does it? I saw the video for the casting for Detective Pikachu. It was like a more... I'm referring to the game. Like the game, yes, yeah. yes. But did you see the casting for the well, Japanese voice? The whole uh, the Danny over? DeVito thing started for the game. Yeah. People wanted and him to like, voice people the thought, And like, people wanted to carry over to the movie yeah. as well. It just never stopped. Now you you said this was a you said this was a children's movie. Yes. Are you basing off on the fact that it's based on a children's game? No. Do you think the actual movie is designed for children? I think it actually is because my I'm not going to get too much into it now. We'll save that for later. But the plot is very mm-hmm. much delivered to you in very heavy-handed exposition. That's like here is literally the story, child. Listen to it. There's a lot of times where mm-hmm. characters literally tell you the story versus watching it and interpreting it, and that's what makes it seem more like it's directed for children. It's very everything's very explained. Obviously, there's a lot of like references and adult humor for the parents and for the people who grew up with Pokemon who are now in their like mid twenties watching it. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's definitely still targeted towards children, and it's meant to buy. It's meant to help promote various stuff new stuffies of Pikachu and the other Pokemon alright so my general review for is much on par with yours the movie visually it's really astounding actually I think all of us have thought of at least one side what would it be like to live in a world of Pokemon I dreamt, like if I, I suddenly go best. outside and if I see po- like Pidgeys flying around and shit you know, it's one of those like fantasies we have every now and then, and I think this is a good representation of what it would be actually like. Because it's, it's hard to imagine it beforehand when it's just like a two D drawn picture or two D sprite. Like it's really hard to picture that in three D and, and looking like realistic. Like you don't think about the because texture. you gotta get fur and that yeah, you don't think yeah. about the texture. And the movie had tons of textures. Like Pikachu, you just want to go up and hug him because he's like fluffy, and you see like Growlithe r- running around, and you're like, oh my god. They're fluffy. <laughs> but I think for like dogs or like actual animal Pokemons, like Pikachu's a rat, it, it's kind of not that jarring to see them with actual fur. But like when you think about Pikachu but, in like the show, right? When you see him, like when he goes into water, he doesn't look wet. But like, oh, and that's just the limitation of the technology. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, it's really cool to see that that like like they really brought it. Like, it, like I could oh, no, no, buy no. that Pikachu is a real creature. No, no, no. The point I'm I'm not saying it's jarring, but I'm saying like the actual it doesn't. I would I expected it to be jarring, but in actual like seeing it, it actually wasn't as jarring. So I'm t- I'm saying they did a good job with it. Yeah, they did. They they definitely nailed like, it. Like fur, furry Pokemon were furry, and like the. Like the rep, um, amphibians, like the Greninjas and whatnot, like Trico, they have their like amphibian textures, which are cool, but at the same time, it's kind of like gross. Yeah. But I think they really nailed the, um, I guess like the fantasy of what Pokemon would actually look like in real life. Yeah, like when you see Magikarp and Gyarados, you're like, oh yeah, these are like fish. Then that should they should look and behave like yeah. fish, which they look really great. Yeah. Uh, but going back to my review, yes, I liked it. The plot was, as you said, literally delivered to you, like spoon-fed to you. And you can see like the plot twist a mile away, except for the one of the final plot twists, which I did not see coming, which I thought was a really pleasant surprise, which I will get into later. Oh, I thought you were just going to say it like, I mean, no, that's like a major uh, spoiler territory. But we're spoiling. I will spoil like we're going in logical order, like you said. 
I, that <laughs> may have not or may not be true, but I thought it'd just make more sense just to say that. I want to know if you're thinking okay, what I'm thinking. Okay, so then here's the thing. My favorite moment of the movie is when they actually reveal the like the face of the father, and it turns out to be Ryan fucking Reynolds, and I lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my, my shit. My roommate uh, saw Detective Pikachu the other night with his uh, his girlfriend, and he he said to me that as soon as he walked into the theater and he heard Detective Pikachu talk, he whispered to her, "This is going to be Jack Frost." Mm-hmm. Which, if, for those of you unfamiliar with the Christmas movie Jack Frost, it's literally a dad who dies, but through the power of Christmas magic, gets turned into a snowman, or his soul goes into the, a snowman that his kids built, and so he's still mm-hmm. there. And it's like this whole thing of him trying to convince them that it's him, and then eventually he has to go away because because it's oh, winter's over, and it, it was so true. And they and they do such a it was so weird throughout the whole movie about how you never see the dad's face. And there are also other hints where I think the most telling one was when the initial APOM went berserk in the apartment. Yeah. And the initial plot device is like, oh, you inhale the purple fume, which makes you understand Pokemon talk, which is the reasoning that Pikachu, you're understanding Pikachu talk. But you weren't actually the the main character Tim did not understand Apom. That was like another clue too. You only understood Pikachu talking because his well Ryan Reynolds' soul wasn't Pikachu. Yeah, um, yeah, (laughs) that's also a thing. Uh, Do you have any other general thoughts, or can we get into to to nitty gritty specifics? My only point being this: not being like a really a children's movie is so much like adult lingo thrown here and there. I think your point of being this is more towards the Pokemon fans that like grew up with the series who are now in their like late twenties or thirties. I think this is a movie more for them in a way. Because they get all the, like these like references and they they're the ones that that's going to recognize all like the Pokemon that's flying around. Yeah. I think I thought the movie was more for them rather than children. Cause I don't know, there's a lot of four year olds in my There's theater. so many like in like linguals and innuendos in there, like the children's not gonna get it's like mommy, what do they mean when they say like he's lone is good at like being alone at night? It's like I'm not gonna explain that. <laughs> Why did Pikachu say get me the hell out of here, Mom? <laughs> Pikachu said a curse word. He said fuck. He... What does he mean by when he like snips something through his nose? <laughs> but uh He literally said that out yeah. loud. <laughs> I wanna I want to start... Nitty gritty time? Yeah. I, I'm going to start... I think I, I want to start with my problems with the movie. Already? Well, I got I got some beef with this movie. First off... Beef away. First off, the movie really plays up Mewtwo. Like, traditionally in the games, Mewtwo is said to be, quote-unquote, the strongest Pokemon. This movie mm-hmm. is like... Mewtwo is literally like the incarnation of power. He's literally God. Yeah, he can make, for some reason, he can put people's souls into Pokemon. Only when they're frenzied. Okay, like that's weird. That's highly specific. So that was was strange. And then obviously he's flying around and he shoots laser beams and he has psychic powers and he has all that other stuff. So he's super strong. But the whole soul thing, I was just really weird about. Especially in the main villain of the movie is like, with Mewtwo's power, I will combine the souls of people and Pokemon together. And that's will be leading to the next step of human evolution because we'll be evolving like Pokemon. Because we will be inside Pokemon. Get it? <laughs> like, that was such a weird. It felt like such a know, Disney like, mm. morning cartoon plot. Like, what's that going to achieve? Like, the, your plot, well, like for, your evil plan makes no sense, Grandpa. Literally, <laughs> I think the only motivation he had was, I am crippled. The main villain is, like, the, the guy who founded the city. Big, big plot twist. It's not his son who looks like he's evil, and he, and he hates Pokemon because his dad left him for Pokemon research. No, it's the dad because he's jealous because he's crippled. He has a... 
a degenerative disorder where he's slowly dying and losing function of his body. So he puts his soul, or mind in this case, he didn't do his soul, he did his mind because he had tech to control Mewtwo. Which they got Ryan Reynolds to capture Mewtwo? Somehow. Yeah, somehow bring, get Tim's dad and Pikachu to bring Mewtwo to their facility somehow. Which begs the question, wasn't Mewtwo man-made to begin with? Where were you capturing him from? I do thought you made him in the Do you know what would have been testers. way better? If they, this was like an origin story for Team Rocket, and they created Ooh. Mewtwo. Is that the actual canon, though? Well, that's the actual canon, is that Team Rocket made Mewtwo. Made, yeah. At the uh, Cinnabar got, Island uh, They got facility. Blaine to help. Well, Team Rocket's like... You ever read the Pokemon movie. special manga? I've read a lot of the Pokemon manga. That one, I think if you read that, <clears throat> this kind of makes sense because in that plot, Blaine, um, the gym leader for Cinnabar Island, actually injects himself with the Mewtwo cells, trying to get like what kind of reaction he would get. And that kind of makes him um, psychologically bonded with Mewtwo. And those two like get connect, like they become connected. It was kind of like links to like the grandpa who I forget the name of, using like Mewtwo like with his mind to control him. So it's kind of a throwback to that. Yeah, it was just it was, it was, it was just strange. And then there's all like I think I think the big takeaway from this movie is that I feel like there were a lot of visual effects people and a lot of like designers who were incredibly passionate about this project and poured their heart into making this look amazing. And then there was a bunch of script writers. And a bunch of actors who did not give a shit. Because I'm going to say this. Outside of Ryan Reynolds and maybe Ken Watanabe, the acting is absolute garbage. It is like high school play level acting. It is. But Ken Watanabe had like, what, five minutes of Yeah, that's time. why I'm saying I don't think he was that bad. And he was at least like convincing that he was a person. Whereas uh, Justice... Smith, I believe, is the main actor's name. Yes, Justice Smith. He is so boring and wooden. It's just crazy. And the female lead, oh my god. She she is like literally a... Like, she should be on the Disney Channel doing a movie there. Not, not a full-on Hollywood movie. Like, her performance is absolutely abysmal. And, like, the... the Did the you expect a lot, though? I expected competence, not, like... I am a reporter. Yeah. Like, in any other... Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I saw Endgame. Like, right before... Like, as, as, like, the movie before seeing this. But, like, the acting was, like, the biggest whiplash in quality. Like, the guy who has the Charizard in, like, the underground pit fighting scene. He was just... All over the place. Like, his... Like his yeah, his, his like, his, um, actual... Tumbling over wasn't that convincing either when he got hit by the charge. Yeah, like, like it just his general like demeanor was like he's supposed to be like crazy and like into fighting. All of a sudden he's like chicken and coward and making weird scaredy cat jokes, and it was just it's just all over the place. Like like I said, I think Ryan Reynolds like carries this whole movie on his back. Mm. But uh, yeah, well here's a here's a question mm. then: If this movie was still three D CG, like realistic looking Pokemon. But if it had no actual human actors, what would it have been like, do you think? Um, it depends. If it was the same actors, I honestly think it would be the same problem. Like they would just they mm -hmm. would just not be really doing their thing and it would just come off the same way. It probably comes off harsher because they are there. Um yeah. it might like it, their voice even if, if even if it was just their voices, it wouldn't have been that convincing. No, like they they were totally not convincing. Like there's a scene where Pikachu's hurt and uh Tim is supposed to be crying about it, and it's like super unnatural. It's just super like, okay, you're forcing yourself to cry, alright, we're sitting through this. Okay, I get it, you're sad. I don't know. It was just so. I mean, to be fair, I think that scene was the only part that his acting was actually good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. When he always go like, "Oh my, I called your partner." Yeah, you're my partner, man, and all the fun stuff. Yeah, but I. I but it's just everyone <laughs> like didn't really try. It felt like like it was all just so. 
weird. It felt awkward. I think that's the best way I can put it. A lot of the acting felt really awkward. I think I can give the benefit of the doubt because if you think about it, when they're actually filming it, they're not talking to a human being, whereas uh, let's compare this to Endgame. You're actually talking to a human yeah, being. Yeah, like when they talk right? to Racket Raccoon, right? How, what what do they use as like stand in for like Rocket Raccoon? Do you know? No, I don't know. But in this case, this is like everything's like Rocket Raccoon, so it might be a bit hard. But like you have to you have like stuff it. like the Never Ending Story where it's just like a animatronic, and they're they're I giving. Haven't, it I haven't like, seen that movie, so I don't wow, know. Wow, your childhood. Um, but there's like tons of other movies where it's just like puppets and stuff like that, and people make it feel real. You know, they they do their bit. Whereas this, these everyone here like just phoned it in and bare, and barely put in the effort. And even okay, and, also and, and it's not yeah. even my issue is not even when someone talks to a Pokemon. It's when people talk to people. But also consider this. Maybe I can't like imagine the budget for this movie was super large. Must have been pretty I bet good. You the, the, I bet you the eighty percent of the budget went into like the three D CG and ten percent for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who can you hire? Oh, Ken wants to do a freebie. Perfect, get him in here. Oh, perfect. Oh, we're in this. We're sharing the same uh, same area as the Godzilla scene. Okay, good. Just bring him for like five minutes. He can act and go away. Oh, uh, what's that? You said your niece. Your niece wants to be an actress. Uh, oh, perfect. We don't have to pay her though, right? Okay, okay. Get her in here. I mean, maybe it was her debut film. I mean, it probably is. And I don't want to say I hate this person. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the the actual performances themselves are very lacking. And even my brother, who's not very like he's he's thirteen, he doesn't really pay attention to critiques and stuff like that. Even he was just off put by everyone's talking to each other. He just thought like it was it felt really weird. And he mm-hmm. and he's seen all sorts of crap. Of... He's seen pixels and walked away from that fine. Ew. Exactly. Like like it, it was it was a noticeable thing. And and my friend who saw it, my roommate and his girlfriend, they both were like that acting. Like it seems to be the general consensus that the acting was not strong. It it was not convincing. It like it, it was it was subpar. It didn't make me believe do you think, the events of the film. Do you think there's actually like a nat like a convincing way talking to like little pocket monsters? Maybe, but that's not even my problem. My whole problem is just Purely, it was like talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and it felt like a really B-rated movie acting kind of it, like Spike. It, 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 nothing oh my Spike god! Kids, but. That's yes, you're completely right. It feels like Spike yeah. Kids. It feels like it kind of felt like a, that kind of it, movie. Spike. It feels kids, like Spike Kids, like 3D, where it's just these this really awkward delivery and just pauses between characters talking, and it feels really forced. And Frodo comes to save the day and gets stabbed and dies. <laughs> God. Freaking Elijah Woods. Is he in Spy Kids? Yeah, he's like the chosen one, but he gets freaking killed by the villain. What? In what? In what? In the three D? Yeah. You know what? I think it's so. been like a he, decade he's in like the and a half white... since I've seen that movie. As far as I remember from that movie, I know like they're looking for this chosen one to save them or something, and turned out to be Elijah Woods. Elijah Woods. But he yeah. just like. In, I don't know what happened. I think he just goes away or dies or something. So like that's why the main character needs to save the day. Oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty great. It was supposed to be the Mary Sue, but he doesn't. Man, he doesn't that, put, that put is the, the best comparison I've ever heard. Oh my god, that that's that perfectly summarizes it. It is literally Spy Kids level acting. This is this is the Detective Pikachu is the Spy Kids of this generation. But plus Ryan Reynolds. I want to get into my <laughs> other big nitpick with this movie. The movie yes, is sir. called Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. They don't do any detective work. Nope. Literally, every mystery is explained to them by another character. That's what fine detective work is like, it's, right? It's literally <laughs> just someone going, I'm going to pull up all these magic holograms and show you what happened. And it's just, or it's just someone going, oh, here's exactly what happened. And they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, oh my god this this is my biggest gripe to add on to your point yeah uh you know when they're in the lab and pikachu and tim find this like little you know um terminal and they just like match the keyboard and like 
the whatchamacallit, the holograms pop yeah, up. Yeah, they just get a hologram for like like, okay, here's the big twist where where Tim's dad caught Mewtwo for them. Here's yeah. the big here's But the, the screen doesn't even react to their keyboard pressing and Pikachu's like, oh let me bring up some like previous recording. <laughs> what are you bringing up from? <laughs> the screen doesn't even change. Also to add on to another nitpick, I really, really don't like the ending ending with Tim and his dad reuniting. Aw, you don't like the Ryan Ryan Reynolds moment? I think it's a stronger message because he's so anti-Pokemon. Like, the start of the movie, he doesn't want a Pokemon partner. He doesn't want anything to do with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, but he grows to become friends with Pikachu. Like, that is Pikachu. legitimate friendship. And he values him as his Pokemon partner. And that's, like, the whole crux of the movie is their relationship. And then it, mm-hmm. it's kind of cheapened by him being just his dad. And at the end of the movie, they just undo it. And the part about this that really bothered me is that the movie explains it that literally because of the car crash, uh, Tim's dad, who I think is unnamed for most of the movie. Who? His dad? Yeah. What's his dad's name? <laughs> Howard. <laughs> You I think said that was such confidence. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, Howard of no, no Howard the villain. God yeah, okay. Howard Howard is the guy who takes over Mewtwo. Yeah, no, they say his dad's name because they always say it's, it's. Oh my god. Anyway, okay, that, it's not important. Go on. From my understanding, Tim's dad was in fatal condition. He was dying because of the car crash. He was about to die, and Pikachu, in its Pikachu language, said to Mewtwo. Like, help me save him. Pika Pika. And Mewtwo goes, okay, I will put his soul in you because his body is dying. So my understanding was Pikachu was, like, sacrificing its free will to let this thing happen. But then he wouldn't die, in quotes. But then the end of the movie, because his without a body, he just, boop, gets his body back. Because Mewtwo's a god, apparently. Yeah. I I, I think also, it would have been a stronger ending to have just Tim and Pikachu be a detective duo and they start their own agency. And then Tim learns to accept Pokemon and stuff like that. Like I, I thought that would have been a more satisfying ending. To add on to your point again, I love that scene where they have the flashback where Mewtwo is talking to Pikachu while the dad was dying. And Mewtwo goes... Oh, human, this Pikachu has opened this heart to you so he can we can put your soul into him. And Pikachu at that exact frame looks confused as hell as to what's going <laughs> like, on. Like, wait, what? My, my body is ready for what? Yeah. Like, your, your, your mind is going to be erased. Because, like, if they were to ever do a sequel in this... And apparently, this movie exceeded Warner Brothers' expectations. So it's possible they might do another movie or they might try something like this again. Mm-hmm. But where do you go from here if you're going to do a Detective Pikachu 2? Like, he's not... Pikachu's no longer a detective. He's just a Pikachu with a hat. He's just a Pikachu wearing his dad, the dad's hat. I mean, I, I do see where you're coming from with this. But my counter-argument would be, a really bad one, is that maybe this was a way to kind of rekindle with his father again. so Like, not knowingly. What about that logic? Yeah, I guess. I just felt like the whole father, angry son dynamic was kind of meh. And I don't even know why he like Tim is so mad about his dad. Like he's so mad I, that he hates Pokemon because of it. Like the point where Tim was like, "Oh, Grandma, where's mom and dad? They didn't come to my like some ter- some tournament 2015 yeah, or something. Yeah, like I like I, I'm but, competing in the Shino like 25 tournament or whatever. And it, if they missed it for work, that would have been you know typical plot. You know, dad likes work more than son. But he literally drove his wife to the hospital and came back with the news that she's dead. <laughs> yeah, and then he's just like, like I shouldn't that justify the means? And then he's just like, I hate my dad. I hate Pokemon. And it's like, what? Like, what kind of teenage angst it's is like, this? Yeah, it, it's a little uh, illogical. But here's my question to you. If they were to do another Pokemon live-action movie, should it be a spin-off 
in the vein of following someone who's not a trainer, or should it actually follow a trainer and them doing their Pokemon journey or doing a adventure? To answer that question, answer me this question. Oh. Um, is Pokemon Dungeon the game where you become a Pokemon? It is, yes. The core concept is that you're a human person and your mind gets, your soul gets put into a Pokemon. <laughs> and you then, you can talk to all Pokemon. I want a Pokemon Dungeon movie. But don't have Tim as the main character, please. No. <laughs> You can still do the plot where like humans become Pokemon. Get Elijah Wood. Still work. <laughs> Get Elijah Wood as Entei. I don't know. Why Entei? <laughs> that... um, actually, no. I, I I wouldn't mind like another live action movie. It's like going into this, I didn't expect this to be like a blockbuster hit. Like I didn't expect this to be Endgame. I knew it was going to be. I just went in as a Pokemon fan, knowing that it might be bad. But I'm just going to go in, laugh at all the references, and maybe be surprised by a thing or two. And that's what I got. If they do it again, why not? It's not the end of the world for me. I mean, I'd be, I'd be eager to see it done again. Because I think they have an opportunity to do it really right. And like I said... And they can bring Lugia it, in Like, somehow. all the visuals look, like, look, like look super good. They just need to nail, like, the scripting and the direction for, for actors. Like, they need to... To tighten that up, and I think you could be on to something. And maybe, maybe the game of Detective Pikachu is not great and follows the same really ridiculous storyline. So maybe it's mm -hmm. not entirely their fault. Or at the very least, they should have deviated from the source material more. I'm not really sure. But also, I want to comment on the actual, like, there's two Pokemon battles in the whole thing? Do you count the little squat? The skirmish with Mewtwo and Pikachu as a battle? Yeah, I'd count that as a battle. Okay. They fight, and it looks so cool. There's, there's, like, the cool vault tackle and all that. There's the, the scene with the underground fighting where, the, where there's the Blastoise fighting the Gengar. Like, that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. Then there's, like, the, this whole scene with the Charizard, which is a big deal. And, I, like, mm -hmm. I think they're, they're, they show that there's, like, potential there, and it's, like, visceral. And I think they should totally expand upon that. Because that, like, I think that would really... That could do well. Especially... Mm -hmm in the vein of how, like, some of the later Pokemon movies look. One of the plot progression that I did not like about this movie is when, you know, the initial scene where Tim's friend tried to, like, help him get the Cubone? Yeah, that was a weird scene. And after that, if his friend goes on this, like, um, conversation, say, like, you know what? All the kids are leaving this town. I'm going to leave the town soon because I have a Pokemon. They're like they're literally going through the whole like the opening of a Pokemon game where the kids get, um, when they become of age, they leave with their uh, partner Pokemon out into the or world. Or at least his like twenty something year old friend is. Yeah, he's not. He's and not then, a ten year old leaving. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the ten year olds doing their people's insurance. I would <laughs> put them with. Them. <laughs> I can barely do my own insurance writing. Anyway. Like, they established that plot of, like, oh, like, you know, Pokemon, like, during the whole trainers, Pokemon battle kind of, like, um, plot line, right? Yeah. And they throw you straight into the Rhyme City thing where you're like, oh, Pokemon, we're not gonna, we don't make them battle, we don't put them in balls. Like, you just literally undid all of your, like, initial buildup. Like, oh, this might be an actual, like, trainer thing. But no, you just, like, bring him to those, like, like Neo-Tokyo town where, you know, Pokemon and, like, people just live in harmony. Which I, which I'm not nothing against that, but why do you build up this thing where, oh, we're like throwing back to the original Pokemon storyline, and then just do this shit? Probably just for the sake of throwing back to that storyline. It was probably something that like, that they just uh, they thought they would do to throw that out there and then undo it so they can move on with the plot. It would have been more interesting if they actually like followed, like took the actual Pokemon formula, and turned that into a movie. Yeah. Or at the very like least, the... if you're going to do a detective movie, do detective stuff. Solve a crime. Solve multiple crimes. Have like, a what frickle... the solve isn't even a crime if you think about it. I mean, it was just like a... It's just like look government conspiracy. Yeah, it's just government conspiracy. There was no, like, any sort of... And there wasn't any detective work. There was literally, we talked to Mr. Mime, and that was it. We pressed some buttons on consoles, and it gave us... 
holograms. Yeah, that was uh, that was all very strange. Because uh, I also think there would be potential in, um, like, like I said, if you're going to do like I'm looking at a crime aspect, like do a thing with Team Rocket or something. Yeah, like an origin story, like you said like, before. It doesn't even have to just necessarily be an origin story. I think in the case of this movie, they could have explained like the whole R thing. Like that could have been a good way to get that in there. But I think like there's so much room for that, and that's a known villain group that you don't have to explain. You don't need to give lore for Team Rocket. If you say, these guys are part of Team Rocket, every kid in that theater is going to know what that means. I'm surprised as to no Meowth. Especially because that's the OG talking Pokemon. Whose soul got put into that? Did you see a single Meowth? I don't think so. I think the actual selection of the Pokemon in the movie is interesting because it's quite a bit of variety from every generation. They even got the third generation. Um, one. Which one is the Empoleon from? Is that third? That's fourth. That's fourth. Yeah, they have like a lot of fourth generation. Yeah, they they had some ones from Gen five with the uh, the bird Greninja's. Pokemon Greninja, uh, Greninja six. You have a lot. Yeah. Like, everything except for, like, the X and Y generation. Omni no, that's Greninja's X and Y. Like, the Yvetal era. Yeah, that's Greninja. He's from that era. Oh, is that yeah. Greninja? Oh, my bad. I thought he was from the Black no, and White. No, Black era. and White, they had some of the birds. Oh, that's Empoleon. No, that's, that's Platinum and Diamond Pearl. What, wait, what's Black and White? Black then? and White is Ombor. Uh, it's the one where Zekrom and Reshram are from. But they had a, like, eagle. Helpful. They had an eagle bird Pokemon <laughs> that was... Uh, the Falcon. Yeah, bird. they had the Falcon. Yeah, bird. yeah. I can't remember its name off the top of my head, but uh, that was uh, from that gen. But I think Sun and Moon, like Gen Seven, might have been like the only one that wasn't super well represented. Mm, I think so, because I can't remember any Pokemon from that era being. In but there. no, isn't that the Bison Pokemon part of that? That's gen? from uh, Black and White. That was Bufula. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, I like, I was expecting I to see a Tauros, so. and then I was like, oh man, it's bu- that's Buffalo. Like, that's crazy. Uh, but I do think they did a good job representing that. And in this cases of like Sun and Moon, most of those Pokemon are supposed to be unique to Alola. Oh yeah, maybe that's and right. and that's they're like all like very tropical themed. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense in like a city environment. Why they wouldn't be there. I, I, yeah, I can understand that. That makes perfect sense, actually. Although, they're stuck in although where was Muck? They're living. Well, they didn't go into any sewers. Did they, they went to. They're like you're going to an alleyway. There should be a muck. A muck. You know that just eats children who walk by. Like that should be a thing. No, no, Japan's clean. What about that <laughs> that psychic cat that like hypnotizes children? <laughs> Esper. <laughs> where. Yeah, where's where's that? I mean, they did they did reference the lore of some Pokemon, like how uh, Cubone's literally wearing the skull of its dead mother. They they reference like stuff like that. That was what. What about how it said that Gengar like kidnaps children and steals their souls? Stuff like that. That's too dark. (laughs) But like, (laughs) oh my god, they like went into that. That could make for some crazy cool. (laughs) <laughs> movie situation. I also love how they kept to the actual like sizes of the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Because the initial chasing of the Cubone to Tim, the Cubone is like freaking pure. Yeah. It's like a, I love that scene. It's like this little tiny like dinosaur with the clubs is like chasing him. Like even in the even bone. in the anime, like sometimes the perspective of how Pokemon look and how big they are is kind of lost. Like, you don't really feel that much of a size difference between a Pikachu and a, Char- and a Charizard. You're like, oh, yeah, it's bigger. But, like, here, you're like, oh, yeah, Charizard can eat Pikachu, no problem. Oh, yeah. I think that that's... I think they, they did a really good job with the proportions. Yeah. All right. Now we got the nitty-gritty scenes, or n- nitty-gritties. How about we talk about some of our favorite moments? Anytime Ryan Reynolds gets close to swearing or saying hell and stuff like that. Ryan Reynolds saying the Pokemon theme in depression. <laughs> yeah. That was a great That was true. I, that was, I, there was people in the theater cracking up. 
I thought Tim was singing that initially. <laughs> and then it was, a, it was a Pikachu. I'm like, oh, this is great. To sort of top um, off of this, since we, we talked a lot about how we like the visual designs of the Pokemon, not including yeah, yeah. Pikachu, because clearly Pikachu had the most like money thrown in at him because he's the mascot of the movie. Which mm. Pokemon real-world design did you like the most? I have one joke and I have one actual answer. Which one do you want first? Yeah, dealer's choice. Tell me your joke one first. Or actually just say them in any order and I have to guess which which one you're being serious about. Ludicolo! <laughs> Ludicolo actually does look pretty great. That was fucking... I love that scene. Um, that, that's a joke one, but the actual one, uh, Gyarados, <laughs> I thought that was freaking great. Yeah. No, I do, I do um, appreciate Gyarados. I, I personally really liked how, uh, the, like, the dog Pokemon, like, Snubble and, uh, Growlithe. I, re- I really like, like, Growlithe, I was like, oh my god, Growlithe, Growlithe is, a, is a dog. Like, I was like, I could buy it. Like, look at him, it's a dog. I thought the Trico was also really good. Yeah, too. when it's just chilling there, yeah. I, was, I thought the Charmanders looked kind of weird. They actually did, like, they look very stumpy. Yeah, they're, they're a lot shorter than... I, I remember the anime, like, Charmander is almost as tall as Ash, and then here, they're, like, three feet tall, if that. Like, pine Yeah, they barely go up to your knees. Oh, oh no. I actually got the legit answer. Bulbasaur looked really yeah, good. Yeah, there's a lot of... I, on Twitter, I've seen a lot of Bulbasaur love. Did they show Squirtle in the movie anywhere? Yes. I think they did, yeah. They showed a lot, they had Blastoise. They, had... they showed one in the TV scene where the talk, they're showing, like, firefighters. Oh, that's right. Squad. Yeah. There was a Squirtle and squad. And another scene after the, like, the first Gengar and Blastoise fight where they have a little Squirtle, like, squirting water so the janitor can clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, little that's the shit there. that shows that somebody gave a crap. And, like, thought of scenes like that. Then there's, like, the scripts where someone didn't. I also want to give shout-outs to Ditto. The first line that the female protagonist says, it was super cringe. Yeah. I want to give shout I talk to talk and walk the yeah. walk. Ugh. That was, that was <laughs> rough. Uh, shout-outs to Ditto, though, and the Ditto eyes being a plot point. Did you love it on the girl? It was just so creepy. <laughs> and then that Ditto was super OP because it just turned into anything. I d- did not notice it was a ditto at first. I thought she was just wearing some like pink gloves, but that was like a throwaway. No, straight that up, ditto. that was like the one plot twist that surprised me was that this weird bodyguard person was just ditto in disguise ditto. as a human, and they were wearing sunglasses to cover up the ditto eyes. That <laughs> actually got Again, me. another another th- another point that supports that the writers, as not the script writers, actually knew. Pokemon to an extent that this will actually make sense for a plot line. Somebody did, yeah. Whoever you are, you deserve a medal and hopefully you write the sequel. Or at least you and have please, more, more creative control. Please cast Elia Woods as Entei. Why not like something like what, like the first thing that comes to my mind is like Liam Neeson as Entei. Oh god, dude. That'd be so creepy. But he, but he did Aslan already. Oh, the lion? Yeah, it's Liam Neeson. Oh, sorry. I didn't watch that movie. I only read the books. <laughs> Just imagine Liam Neeson talking whenever the lion talks. And that's it. I will find you, and I will kill you. I will find trainer. you, and I will burn you. Who would you cast for, like... Wait, who's another mascot character that talks to Well, to be fair, okay, let's... there's not many Pokemon that talk. Because in this movie, okay, only okay, okay. Mewtwo and Pikachu talk. I got, I got this. If they do end up doing or somehow doing like a throwback to the Rocket Team Rocket with Jesse and James and all yeah. that, who would you cast for Meowth? Ooh, Danny DeVito. Because Jesse Danny and James DeVito should be oh, Meowth. He should be. No, no. Meowth talks with like. No, you no. need Mia- you need a snarky, snarky voice. Danny, Danny DeVito has a low end voice. Super snarky. Dude, there has Danny DeVito is not a Meowth. But like Meowth does like a weird like Brooklyn accent and tries to be like all like Italian like that. And and I think having Danny DeVito do that could totally sell that. Especially if they want Meowth to be like a scumbag. 
I guess. Like, I can't really think of anyone else, but I don't think Danny DeVito, just because of the tone of his voice is, like, so low. And I have this, like, we have this, like, nuance, um, what do you call it? The standard of, like, what Meowth actually sounds like in the Pokemon, like, anime. He's going for, like, a... Bring in Joey Wheeler's voice actor. Get him on the job. <laughs> Can we get the, the guy who does the bridged voice for Joey? <laughs> Actually, that would be a perfect fit if you think about it. Yeah, Jesse James. Yeah, Pikachu. Like that, like, <laughs> Have you heard of my... F- uh, whatever, I can't do it. <laughs> but the point is, yeah, I think he would actually get a little Karibo to do something. Oh, please. my God. <laughs> and g- get whoever Seto Kaiba to voice Giovanni. Actually, no, wouldn't like Danny DeVito make a Giovanni's Giovanni? not a Pokemon. He's no, a that's like an actual casting. You can't have Danny DeVito's Giovanni. Danny DeVito is like less than five feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want a really short Giovanni. Um, okay, then who whatever Pokemon talks in the universe? Uh Slow King from Pokemon two thousand does. True. That is But that's like a minor role. I mean most talking Pokemon are not major. Lugia, Lugia kinda talks, kind of. Did Lugia talk? Yeah, second movie actually talks to Ash oh. briefly. Oh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember very that. Very briefly. I mean, I, I, I'm more so. If it, if this movie's anything to judge by, I'm way more worried by the humans they cast than by who they cast as the Pokemon. Maybe they'll get more funding for like the next movie since it did it so well. Morgan Freeman as uh, Arceus. Guarantina. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would make for sense. I am the end of all things. Oh, so let's go back to your favorite visually uh, pleasing Pokemon, I guess. Who was your favorite? Uh, I, I think Snubble looked arguably the most convincing of any of like the side ones. Psyduck also looked surprisingly good. Especially because mm-hmm. he actually got a lot of screen yeah, time. Yeah, like I don't really like Psyduck as a design all that much in terms of the actual games, but actually mm-hmm. seeing Psyduck in this movie, I was like, oh, like I actually totally buy that this is a creature. I was really impressed by that. So I'd say either Snubble or Psyduck with a special shout out to Flareon, who showed up for like five seconds. Just to prove the old man's point about evolution. Yes, he, he synced that on cue. That's it. Was that even a real Pokemon, or was that a hologram? I think it was a real Pokemon. Then what happened to it? I mean, do you, do you also find it weird that that's the only time they show evolution in the movie? Yeah. What happened? Here's a better question, Andy. If Detective Pikachu evolved into a Raichu, what happens? Nothing. He just becomes a Raichu. Does he, is he... The soul remains. Does intact. it? Nothing, like nothing. The soul doesn't change because you change bodies. I, like does I don't know. I thought that was. I don't know how souls work. I mean, Mewtwo <laughs> does. The psychic Pokemon. Hmm. Oh yeah, you also realize that there aren't any other like psychic Pokemon's in the movie too that could probably help with all this. Does that mean every psychic Pokemon, to some extent, has control over the soul? Why not drowsy each dreams and shit? Oh my god. Me? Oh my god. That could be a plot point of a movie. That could be a Pokemon movie. It's like stopping like a gang of drowsies from eating people's dreams. Dude, what if it's like a Pokemon Ranger movie where the psychic Pokemon are revolting and your partner's an Umbreon trying to like uncover the mystery of all this? Ooh. Oh my god. I wish we got to see Umbreon. Like, Umbreon's like one of my favorite Pokemon ever so far. That would have been amazing to see Umbreon uh, on the big screen. It's up there. Umbreon, Espeon, Glaceon are probably like the top favorites. From Pokemon Coliseum alone, Umbreon and Espeon have a special place in my heart. What if they redid the whole Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness plot? That would be. I did not play Gale of Darkness, so sure. And it's basically okay. You know the? Do you remember the Celebi movie? I remember Actually, Professor no. Oak. So it's basically like I don't think it's the the correct movie, but I think the Gale of Darkness plot is like there's like dark Pokemon. And you gotta like free them. You to, like, I know in Coliseum you, to, you had to purify them by going to like a Celebi yeah. statue. 
I think that would be a good plot. Like, oh, the Pokemon is becoming tainted because maybe Team Rocket has done something. You got to go purify them through battle. Like, oh. And the final battle is you basically fight Giovanni. And his final Pokemon is a Beedrill. Well, well, you finally reference, found like, me. I was out here using my toe knife. And I was out here being five feet tall. But you're not going to stop me. Can you imagine if Danny Levito is the actor Danny and the else is also voiced by Danny Levito? <laughs> so you just have two Danny Levitos just talking. Oh to my each god! <laughs> I want that. I'd, if they, especially if they go for like a campy Spy Kids type thing again. Oh, oh my, my god. god! Pokemon in three. Sylvester Stallone was in that movie. Spy hmm? Kids three D. Sylvester Stallone was the main villain. Oh yeah, he was. How weird is that? Then back in the day, people just did anything. All right, Andy, let's give our final uh, thought. I guess I guess if you had to score this movie out of whatever scoring system you want to go off, give it. And if you would recommend seeing the movie, or if not, mm, do you want to do by stars or uh, numbers? Up to you. I have my own rating in my head. Okay, since I don't like ratings or numbers. I'd say if you're a if you grew up with Pokemon, just go watch it for all the references and the giggles. If you have no not much memory of playing Pokemon or no Pokemon, but you have kids with you, I say probably just rent it. This is my review. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds kills it. But it's not one of those movies like a big blockbuster that you'd need to go see it in the movies. Unless you're a big Pokemon yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm still pissed about not getting packs. Yeah, you should be. Could have got a Pokemon GX card out of there. Frick. Those are promo only. Alright, Darren, your uh, turn. I'd give this your movie turn, a Spy Kids 3 out of Spy Kids 4. Was it a Spy there Kids 4? There was. It was straight to DVD. <laughs> But uh, in all all seriousness, I'd give it a watch it on the, I don't know if theaters globally do this, but in Canada, uh, Tuesdays, there are reduced ticket prices. I'd recommend seeing this on a Tuesday, or I I would follow Mm -hmm. like your recommendation to stream it slash rent it uh, if you don't really have a, if you're not a diehard Pokemon fan. Even... Diehard Pokemon fans might not like it due to like the weird acting. Yeah, but there there is something really special to seeing it all represented in like real live action, and I, and I will commend the filmmakers and the visual effects team and everything and everyone who worked on literally bringing these crazy outlandish designs into the real world. And before we wrap this up. And I already stated that my favorite moment when turned out that Ryan Reynolds was a dad. Darren, what is your favorite moment of the movie? <sighs> my favorite moment of the whole movie. I think it has to be when he's in the bar and he's just talking about coffee and he calls Ludicolo darling mm-hmm. and it's just like, Ludicolo! Oh, yes, <laughs> that's my second like favorite it's scene. Just <laughs> such a, it's just such a weird exchange. Or I, I actually do like the scene where he's initially walking in the streets trying to convince people that Pikachu can talk. I do, I do like that as well. That was also like a genuine moment where his acting actually shot. Yeah, where he's like, you can hear him talk, right? And then people are like, the, the fuck? And, you, and it just cuts to him going like, Pika Pika! So cute. Oh, look at you, Pikachu. Pika Pika to you too. <laughs> oh my god. What a film. Something about this month, it's just full of good releases. Like, we got Pikachu, and now we got Godzilla at the end of the month. And John Wick. Three. We also got Aladdin. Oh. I'm I'm not sure if you're going to go see. No, we probably won't do it at the podcast. No. But if Darren likes Godzilla, we might do one for that. Uh, Kaijus? War of the Monsters? Huh? Huh? The only monsters in this yeah. world are the ones that harm John Wick's personal belongings or pets. Does John Wick get another dog in three? At the end of one, he gets a new dog. 
Like gets killed in two. No. Oh. The, the, oh, did the I, end of two, he still has his dog, and, he, and he's told, like, get the hell out of the city. And he's just him, like, limping off with his dog. Okay, I, I, I mistaken the first movie for the second one. The second one, one he loses happen. his house. His house gets blown to shit. <laughs> he loses his dog. Now, then he lo- lost his house. What more can hey, he lose in the hey, third movie? Hey, but what the dog symbolized. That was his last his. gift from his wife who passed away. To prove that he could love something that wasn't just her, and they took it away. They did taking his last bit of <laughs> sin, and, and, and it made him snap. That's why the movie works. <laughs> That's why the movie works. No, they really convince you that like he loved his wife so much, and he's like literally ready to like he's suicidal. And then she had like a video message saying, "I ordered this dog for you. I want you to like to raise it." And to, like, care for it. And, and basically, like, take care of it like you were taking care of me. And he, he does everything with this dog. He just takes his this dog around his cool car, and they hang out, and they convince you of it. And they take it away. Much like John Wick's dogs, listeners, we value your support for the podcast, much like John Wick's dog. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, you can reach out to us via Twitter. Uh, mine's at, at Last Blues. Gaming Pilgrim. If you have any thoughts or comments about the movie that you want to share with us, do send us a DM or write on our timelines as you wish. And Darren's is at, at Gaming Pilgrim. Yes, that's correct. You can find me there. This podcast is available on major platforms, and VODs will be available on YouTube the following day after it is uploaded on the RSS feeds. Thank you for listening, viewers. We'll see you next time with more video game news and maybe gaming spoiler, uh, movie spoiler podcast. I almost had it. So close. I almost so had close. it.